All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the eighth episode of the Triple D's podcast. I'm your host, Devin. I'm here with my boy, David. And today, we got a special episode for you guys. We're going to be going over every single free agent in the NBA. Free agency starts tomorrow at the time of the recording. Uh, we're going to hopefully get this out before deals start being made and everything. But, um, David, if you want to start, let's get the elephant out of the room real quick because, you know, we haven't recorded in a while, right? It's been It's been like... How long? Three weeks since we've released an episode. Yeah. It's it's been a while, so I'll, I'll let you take over for the elephant in the room. Yeah. So obviously, the Nuggets, uh, in five games, uh, they are the NBA champions for the first time, forty-seven years in the making. You know, very special for us fans here in Denver. Uh, you know, a lot of pain, a lot of what ifs, a lot of uh, uh, you know, especially uh, Laker losses in the uh, or losses against the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. And, you know, I think it's just, it just makes it more special that the first time we make it to the Finals, we actually win it. Definitely. And, um, yeah, obviously, uh, you and I, we went to the parade. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we'll pop it up on the screen here. Uh, Bruce Brown came up to us. That was awesome, you know. Yeah, that was amazing. He us both up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was an awesome experience, once in a lifetime there, you know, uh, we can like tell our children's children that like, we saw the first championship, so yeah, yeah we just wanted to get that out of the way, yeah. and to transition to free agency, we can start with Bruce Brown and where we think he might end up, does he stay in Denver, take less money, and you know, bet on himself to get even a bigger bag, but obviously that comes with risk of injuries, and just not playing the same uh, level. Like, I don't think, if he were to come back, I don't think he would play worse, but he would probably stay at the same level. But, um, uh, yeah, I think that, I hate to say it, but I do think that he will not return just because even though he did say that, yes, the money will be there and money's not the number one thing he's worried about, I think that at the end of the day, money talks and while he would probably look to defend the championship with the nuggets i think that uh he's gonna prioritize his future more than uh, uh another championship run but i think that he can join another team and help them make a run as well mm-hmm. so before i go into the bruce brown like you said um i could put some clips on the screen now and also if you want to go check out on our instagram we went to the watch party for one game with me and david and then we posted a video on that and I actually, I didn't go with David, but I went to the game that they won the NBA Finals. Like you were saying about the parade was the unreal experience. I'll never forget that night, man. That was just unbelievable, man. Seeing the confetti come down, seeing the celebration happen, seeing the trophy being given out to the players. The the atmosphere was crazy. Uh, just insane night. Just unbelievable. And then we went to the parade. It was amazing. That was the first time I've ever experienced a hometown team like that much win a championship so that was really amazing for sure but bruce brown so it's real I-, I feel like my opinion changes like every day i see like different things every day um i i, I really don't know if he'll stay or not because what i have written down on like my list is that he's gonna re-sign for the 7.8 mil that the nuggets can offer him because what i was what i'm thinking is that he would take that and then if he really wants to stay around in Denver, 
excuse me, he he would just after this uh, next year, after he makes seven point eight mil in the actual last year of his contract, he'll just sign a bigger deal when the Nuggets have more uh, cap space next season. But I just really don't know, man, because I, I saw the clip of Jamal Murray in an interview, like li- literally leaking that he got a contract extension. But then at the same time, like over the past couple days, the amount of rumors I've seen from all these different teams pursuing him, including the Lakers, the Knicks, the Timberwolves. And I just saw that I think the Pacers like now are in the running. It it just really yeah. it just really doesn't seem like he's going to resign. I would love him to. I think he does love the city. But my initial prediction was that he was going to resign. But if I had to make up my mind, I think that he'll sign as much as I hate it. I think he'll sign with the Lakers. I, I really think the Lakers are trying to build something this offseason. And I think they can offer him uh, their mid-level exception. And I think he'll accept it. 12.4 mil for over two years. I, I think he'll definitely accept that for the Lakers. He would be their sixth man. Possibly even start uh, at the one or the two for them. But uh, depending on the status of D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves, but it's really tough. Uh, obviously, I would like the Nuggets to retain Bruce Brown, and I'm campaigning for it a lot, but when, when it's all said and done, you, you said it perfectly, money talks, and I think at this point, uh, this is very similar as a Warriors fan to Gary Payton's situation last season. They're both pretty, really similar players, really good wing defenders, um, and they just they just got to get their payday. I mean, Denver. If Denver could offer more than that seven point eight mil, I think he would for sure resign. But they just can't offer that. And I think, I think five uh, five mil more is definitely enough for Bruce Brown to for the Lakers to pry away Bruce Brown. But if he doesn't sign with the Lakers, I could see him going to either maybe Dallas or Minnesota to help out there because those teams both need some uh, depth at the guard position. But yeah, that's my prediction on Bruce Brown. But me and you both, we're, we're hoping he comes back, man. We're hoping he comes back. Hopefully in the next couple of days, we'll know. Yeah, I think I think we'll probably know by tomorrow. I think uh, he's had... I, I think he'll make his decision by tomorrow, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, that's for Bruce Brown. So yeah, that was just the transition in from the Nuggets. But now we're going to start with the big names. So, you know, this, is, this isn't this is the biggest free agency class ever, but there are some definitely big names. Uh, I made my list before the news today with James Harden. He's probably number one on this list. Um, we can still give our predictions on him, but I just want to let all you know, if you don't know, he opted into his contract, but him and Philly decided that their best parting ways and they're going to find a trade suitor for him and he's going to be traded he's not coming back to philly even though he opted into his contract so that's interesting there you got kyrie irving you got fred van vliet you got draymond green chris middleton opted out of his contract and then you got some other guys such as brooke lopez austin reeves kyle kuzma just some like mid-level players also like that who are pretty good so not the biggest free agency class but it's really interesting and i remember telling you this a good amount and my bold prediction is Maybe not a free agency move that'll happen, but I think there's going to be some big star movement around the league this this offseason. Trades, you already got James Harden, maybe Kyrie surprises and signs with the team. I mean, he said he's meeting with the Suns today. Maybe he does some crazy shit like he always does. Um, so yeah, I can see something like that happening. But starting with James Harden, my initial before all this was that he was going to opt out of his contract and then re-sign on a bigger deal in Philly. Like, and, and he was going to, like, maybe finish his career there or just stay there and just try to run it back with Embiid, Maxi. But now, with him opting in and he's going to get traded, there's three main suitors that I see that I think are going to go all out for him. The top three on my board, I have the Clippers, the Knicks, and the Miami Heat. 
I think if he can, I think the best fit for him would be in LA. Maybe not because a trio of James Harden, Kawhi, and Paul George, dog, that would be like the most injury prone team ever. So that that wouldn't be smart at all. They're all uh, in their 30s now. But the asking price for James Harden is for the Clippers, they won't have to give up either uh, uh, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook. Zubats if they want. They don't have to give up any of them. I saw the asking price is around a Norman Powell, maybe a Terrence Mann, and a Marcus Morris. You know, Mark, Marcus Morris is a good trade asset in this because, as we all know, James Harden, he just opted in, $35 million play option, and Marcus Morris has that horrible, huge contract that the Clippers are trying to offload. So the salaries would match there. Norman Powell, he's really good. He was six-man-of-the-year candidate. He would be good over there. And then Terrence Mann, obviously uh, still uh, young, entering the prime of his career, and he's a great guard who's shown flashes in the Clippers. Obviously, they have to include some draft capital. But for me, that that's my best situation. And if I had to make one prediction, I would say James Harden goes to the Clippers to form an injury-prone big three, and they can finally try to win their championship after making their moves in 2019. Yeah, so I did start my list as well before the news came out. I felt that he would actually decline and uh, uh, re-sign for at least like a shorter deal and give Nick Nurse a chance mm-hmm. just because uh, he's won a championship. Uh, but if they didn't get past uh, the second round or at least uh, uh, get in the finals, I thought that he would leave after that. But uh, no, so after this news came out, I think that best place maybe would be Miami because I think that uh, Miami has, like, they're so close. They have been to the finals. Uh, you know, they made it in the bubble and they made it this past year. Like, they just need that, I think, one more piece. Like, Kyle Lowry will not do it for you. And, like, the combination of Max Struess and Gabe Vincent just isn't enough to be elite teams like Denver or, like, um, uh, the Bucks in the same conference. So I think that Miami would be his best option. But, uh, yeah. I see that for sure. So for Miami, there's been a bunch of rumors about getting Damian Lillard. But as the offseason goes on and on more, it seems more than likely that although everyone in the world knows he shouldn't stay, it appears more than likely he's going to not run from the grind. He's going to stay in Portland. And then I think number two on their list would be Kyrie Irving. But uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. But all signs point to him re-signing if unless something, uh, something else happens. And then I think third on their list would be James Harden. Um, they're really struggling at that guard position, in my opinion. Max Struess and Gabe Vincent, they're both uh, unrestricted free agents. I, in my list, I have them both leaving. Uh, Kyle Lowry, on the, uh, he's like nearing the end of his career. And Miami, we, we, we've all, we can all see now that they just can't get past that hump. Like, if, if we did a, a recap video or a recap episode after, like, the finals, I would just keep saying Miami, just they're just not a championship team. It may seem like they're, they're like, one of the only teams that can make the finals every single year, but they're not a championship team. They made it in 2020. They had no chance against that Lakers team. Uh, they took that Boston team to seven, but I there's there was just no way that they would get past Steph Curry and the Warriors last year. And then this year they had no chance against the Nuggets. They only stole one game. I think this, if they can't get Dame or Kyrie, they should definitely go all in. They can offer a package of Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, some draft capital, Kyle Lowry, even if they want. And they can make it happen, man. I, I mean, and then Miami, if they let Max Roos and Gabe Vincent room, they can have, they'll have some cap space to sign some bench depth. And then you'll have a starting lineup, James Harden, 
Jimmy uh, Jimmy Butler, Bama to bio, maybe run it back with Kevin Love, Caleb Martin, maybe. So, I mean, that's a really good big three, assuming James Harden is still really good playmaker like he is. Because James Harden, he's still a really good player. And obviously, he's not he doesn't have that scoring ability, but that's partially because, you know, the past couple of years, he's been playing alongside KD, Kyrie, and Bede. But... He's developed into one of the best passing guards in the league. He's averaged like double digit assists like the past couple years of his career. So James Harden's still still pretty good. And um yeah, I think Miami's definitely a good fit for sure. But I think if there's one that I had to predict, I think he's gonna go to the Clippers. Yeah, man. And uh you obviously talked a little bit about Kyrie uh being like the second option for Miami. Uh I think that he's gonna re sign uh with Dallas. I think that uh, he believes that Luca and him can make something happen there because obviously Luca is one of the most like generational players in these couple of years. Um, but I don't know. Dallas is in a weird position because they got guys like Christian Wood, who we're going to talk about later, who might not come back in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but they could bring in guys like a Bruce Brown. So I think that he's going to resign uh, with Dallas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I had that too. I said he's going to sign on the four-year max uh, max extension. I think he's going to get about 50 mil per year. They're going to give him his max extension. I mean, I think he's going to weigh his options because Kyrie Irving, you never know with him, and Kyrie Irving, he, he wants the bag. He's made that pretty obvious. I don't think any team's going to offer him the max other than Dallas because Mark Cuban, <laughs> Kyrie himself, Luka, I think they all believe that. <clears throat> that they can run it back, like you said. So I think they're going to give him the max. He's going to sign four-year max. And then, like you said, we'll get into all the Dallas signings early because on my list, I have a good amount of uh, uh, free agents, both wings, bigs, and everything that Dallas is going to be pursuing and maybe even signing alongside, you know, Christian Wood, Dwight Powell all leaving. You know, their main problem this season was their defense, man. Just, just horrendous, man. I just could not watch a Mavericks game. Like, Dwight Powell as your starting center, dude, you could have a big three of LeBron, Jokic, and Luka Doncic, and, and you're not doing anything if you have Dwight Powell, man. He he was just horrible, and then they have JaVale McGee coming off the bench. Christian Wood was horrible defensively. He didn't fit in that Dallas system. So I think they're going to definitely uh, be big uh, buyers this offseason, for sure, and I think that starts with resigning Kyrie to the max. Yeah, so uh, now I want to transition to uh draymond in his situation uh we all know that he's most likely gonna go back to well i have him going back to the warriors um even after declining his player option i think that he's gonna sign for less just to help out the team a little bit more since uh you know they can't bring back they're not able to bring back guys like dante and it's like not um it's not confirmed like he could possibly come back but he played pretty well this season so he's definitely gonna at least uh, look at his options. But uh, I think it's going to help more now, even though that, yes, um, uh, Golden State shouldn't have traded Jordan Poole. But I think now, since he's out of there, I think that it gives the Warriors a better chance of really, like, kind of letting the locker room refresh a bit after, you know, they're going to have, like, not much drama after Jordan Poole uh, is gone. 
I don't think many people realize, but I think the Warriors, not, this was more internal and not many people knew about this, but they had to make a decision between Jordan Poole and Draymond Green. With the new CBA, they wouldn't have been able to sign both at all. It was either you trade Jordan Poole and then boom, you have the cap space to sign Draymond to his extension, or Jordan Poole stays, sticks around, and they just wouldn't have the money to stay Draymond. Because when Jordan Poole was still on the roster... Uh, and Draymond opted out of his player option. Everyone was like, oh, he's going to resign. But, but I don't think they would be able to if they didn't trade Jordan Poole. Obviously, they offloaded his contract. He's off with the team now. So I also have Draymond resigning. I actually have him making a little more. I think they're going to give him 30 mil. Uh, no, no, not, not many people understand how valuable he is. Even Steve Kerr said himself after the season, literally, he said out of his own mouth, we are not a championship contender without Draymond Green. There is no way they're going to let him walk. Draymond Green, he's not going to be the Warriors, man. He's a warrior for life. Um, he's, I say I have him resigning on a three-year, $90 million deal. And then after those three years, I think these three years might be it for the, for us, maybe. And then maybe he signs like a one, two-year deal because he's on the decline. But obviously, he's still Draymond Green. A guy like him, he doesn't like regress too much, you know. He still has his basketball IQ that makes him the player he is. So I don't think there's much to talk about there, but I, I think he'll definitely re-sign with the Warriors uh, on that. I don't know if you have anything else to say on Draymond. But... Uh, no, I actually wanted to get into Fred Van Fleet because um, I think he's not going to return to Toronto because, um, you know, he was big on our championship run, but really after that, uh, he got his extension. Got um, He just wasn't really the same. Or maybe it was just because Toronto, ever since their rain season, they've been really quiet. So, um, yeah, I think that he's going to look for a big contract in a place like San Antonio where they might try to get a couple veteran guys um, to go in with Wembenyama. I think they're a team that could very likely uh, offer him that big contract. And, yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree. I don't see a universe where Toronto re-signs Fred Van Vliet. It just hasn't been working out, and they have bigger plans, especially at that guard position. <clears throat> I think, to be honest, I don't see how you could think he signs with any other team other than the Houston Rockets, in my opinion. Th that that's exactly what they're looking for. They have Amon Thompson. They have Jalen Green. They want Amon Thompson to come off the bench. They're going to start Fred at the one. They're going to start Jalen at the two. And the Rockets, they have the most cap space out of anybody, and Fred Van Vliet wants it back. There is no other team that is going to give Fred Van Vliet 30 mil a year like the Rockets are. I have, although I don't think it's a good contract, I have the Rockets signing Fred Van Vliet on a four-year, $120 million deal. Uh, I feel like they're going to add a player option in there just because Fred Van Vliet isn't very young, so maybe he's not part of their long-term future uh, once they get kind of out of that rebuilding stage that they're in right now. But... The only other team maybe I could see pursuing, it's a kind of crazy scenario, if D'Angelo Russell, neither D'Angelo Russell or Austin Reeves resign with the Lakers, that would give the Lakers a good amount of cap space, and then I think they would make a run at Fred Van Vliet later, and so I think Lakers are number two in the race for him, but honestly, I, I think it's a lock in my opinion. I would be pretty surprised if he signs elsewhere other than uh, Houston, and I, I don't know how well he would fit there. I mean, he has Ime Yudoka now. Uh, he's uh, another coach who has that experience in the finals like uh when he played for nick nurse but yeah that's my prediction for fred van vliet um i don't know do you have anything else on fred van vliet um i did play possibly yeah i did play houston at down as well mm -hmm. but i also included orlando just because of yeah. how much they love their guards yeah. and i could see them uh, giving him that money too. yeah yeah orlando's crazy man i i just want to talk about that real quick they have so many guards on their roster i just don't get it it's like 
they have all these guards on the roster and then they put like Bol Bol and Paolo Banquero and boom, they're good at the at the forward and center position. Like it, it just doesn't make sense. They, they drafted two guards. I, they had a horrible draft, but yeah, out of the way for that. Next person I have on my list is Chris Middleton, who actually surprisingly to me, he opted out of his player option deal. I think Chris Middleton is a Milwaukee Buck for life, in my opinion, um, unless another team's able to pry him away or something happens internal because I don't think money would be an issue. I don't think he would leave Milwaukee for money because Chris Middleton is a staple if the Bucks want to be contenders. If Chris Middleton leaves and they don't replace him, I don't think the Bucks have a chance of making it out of the Eastern Conference next year. So I have Chris Middleton re-signing on a three-year $90 million deal. I think he's going to get 30 mil. His player option was about 40 mil, so he takes about a $10 million pay cut here because he's also uh, exiting his prime a little bit there. So I don't think there's too much to talk about there. I mean, I don't know who else would be suitors if he does decide to leave. I don't really... I mean, if he would to leave, I guess I would probably have him go going to a contending team. But I think he re-signs with the Bucks, and I think the Bucks are just going to run it back. I don't know. I would have to disagree. I don't think he's going to be a buck for life. I think that uh, with their new head coach, um, he might come back on a shorter deal. But ever since uh, they won their championship, he's been a little bit injury prone, uh, barely played this past year. Um, I think that, you know, he'll, uh, or I think the Bucks are going to give him one more chance to get back to the finals. Um, but yeah, I don't think. I think other teams would be more willing to give him more money, but uh, yeah, I think I I see the Bucks giving him one more chance. So you have him resigning? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I don't know, man. I th- this is kind of a similar similar situation with like Draymond Green, for example. Draymond, I think nobody's gonna offer more money to Draymond Green than the Warriors. I think this is I think this is the same thing with Chris Middleton. <clears throat> I just don't see a team offering Chris Middleton 30 mil a year other than Milwaukee because he's been a part of that organization. He has a bond there. I don't think Giannis would let Chris Middleton, his number, his partner in crime, leave that easily. I, I don't see a universe where, I mean, you said he's going to resign, but I mean, he'll get offers. Sure. I mean, there will be teams that will uh, be there, but I don't think anyone's going to offer him 30 mil. So, yeah. Um, one more uh, unrestricted free agent, one of the bigger unrestricted free agents I have on my list is Brooke Lopez. Speaking of the Milwaukee Bucks, actually, uh, there's been a lot of noise about Brooke Lopez. He's 35 years old now. He's, you know, it's he's a, he's a kind of a strange player because most at this point of their career, like he would be looking for a veteran minimum to win a ring, another ring. But Brooke Lopez just had arguably the best all-around career uh, season of his career last season. He he was defensive player of the year candidate. He shot the best three-point percentage of his career and he averaged I don't know how many points, but he averaged like almost like his Nets days averages. So he had an outstanding year last year. I think the Bucks are going to do anything in their power to sign him, but I have two teams to watch out for. I have the Houston Rockets because as I said earlier, they have a lot of cap room and I've seen a lot of talk about that uh, from NBA insiders saying that Houston's going to make a big push for Brook Lopez and the Golden State Warriors. I think the Golden State Warriors, they need that size and I think they're going to make a push. They don't have the money, but if Brook Lopez for some reason decides he wants to leave for less money, uh, I think Golden State would definitely be a team. But my initial thing is, I just think the Bucks are going to run it back. To me, the Milwaukee Bucks, they're, they're not a team like the Suns, the Nets that are like, oh, two years and we're just going to 
ship everyone off. No, I think they're going to stick all together, and I think they're just going to run it back until they're all at the end of their decline. So I have him re-signing with the Bucks on a two-year deal. Yeah, so I actually have him going to Houston because uh, obviously they have their young core there. I think that they're going to want to bring in a lot of that veteran leadership. Uh, like you said, he's coming off his best, uh, one of his best seasons, one of his best seasons. And I think a guy like Ima Aduka, their head coach, is going to uh, love to have a guy like him around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can see that for sure. I think the main thing that would pry him away from Milwaukee is the money. And I mean, yeah. at this point of his career, 35-year-old making the bag that Houston would offer him, shit, I mean, I would probably definitely think about that too but yeah i have him resigning with milwaukee so that's all for some star unrestricted free agents but now we're going to get into (coughs) restricted free agents aka other teams can make offers but the team that that player has can match that offer so first one i have on my list is austin reeves i'll let you start with austin reeves and what what you think the lakers will match offers and how much money you think he'll get because there's a lot of different opinions on how much money people think he'll get um, I think that people might be like, um, might be like, uh, like I think they're gonna they're kind of blowing out of the water how much money the teams are willing to offer him. He was great. Um, he got a lot better in his sophomore year. Played one of the, one of their only like best players in the playoffs, in my opinion, for the Lakers. So I think that most offers that that he gets, he, they're gonna uh, match that. So ultimately, I do think that he's going to stay with them because uh, I do think that he can be like their future point guard. Yeah. So me with Austin Reeves, I'm not as high on him as other people think he is. I don't think he I I think he's hit his ceiling, in my opinion. I don't see Austin Reeves becoming an all star one day, which is what the next step would be at this point, because like you said, he had a really good sophomore season. But as much as I don't agree with it, I'm just going to get this out of the way so that nobody thinks this. I don't think he should be making 25 mil per year. No, I don't think he should even be making 20. No, but I think there's going to be a team out there that's going to offer him four year, $100 million deal. But I think the Lakers are crazy and I think they're going to match it. So I think that's the highest he'll get 25 mil per year. But I think the Lakers are going to match it and I think they're going to resign him. I I would see teams like maybe Utah or maybe just like some like not rebuilding teams, but just some younger teams like looking for another future piece because Austin Reeves is young. He's definitely intriguing option for teams and free agency. But I think the Lakers, they want to do everything in their power to retain him. I've seen a bunch of reports saying that they'll match up to 25 mil. So I think they're going to do that. And I think Reeves will stay with the Lakers. so after that one other restricted free agent this one actually i have a hot take on this one's actually really interesting one of the best role players in the league in my opinion who just got a chance to uh, thrive in a new situation cameron johnson obviously he was a part of the kevin durant deal he got traded to brooklyn and just like mikhail bridges he thrived his points per game average uh, his points per game average increased uh his field goal percentage increased and just when he gets more usage he's just a better player but I think it'll be interesting because the Nets, they're in a tough position. If they were, they're like not in a rebuild, but they're kind of are. I, it's interesting because do they want to start the rebuild and have their main two guys be Mikal Bridges and uh, Cameron Johnson? I, I think that's hard because like, I mean, they're not like, they're pretty young, but they're not like the youngest guys out there. But 
I mean, Macau Bridges, he's, he's, I think he's my dark horse for all-star, for all-star and most improved next season. I think he increased his points per game average from one trade by nine points per game. He, he went from 17 to 26. 26 points per game post all-star break is insane. So just getting that out of the way, I actually think that there's one team that's going to pry away the, actually, hold on. I said that. So I had the Kings prying away Cameron Johnson and giving him a bag, four-year, 112 mil, and I said that he's going to replace Harrison Barnes. But guess what the fucking Kings did today? They give Harrison Barnes 20 mil a year to be their starting small forward. I, I, I just can't wrap my head around. That's so stupid. So now I'm going to change my prediction. I'm going to say... Houston's gonna give him a bag, but the Nets will match. I think the Nets really want to keep Cameron Johnson around. Man, he would be so good on the Kings, bro. Cameron Johnson would be so good on the Kings. I feel like he would be that role player, that perfect at the Kings, and he would still be able to thrive. But they went ahead and gave Harrison Barnes his money. Like, that's so dumb, man. I mean, I'll let you go. But yeah, now my prediction, I'll, I think the Nets are gonna match every offer. Yeah, I, I think that they're going to match uh, any offers that he gets as well. I think that they're going to find value in uh, him being with the trade uh, that included Mikhail Bridges. Uh, I think that they're going to try to see what they can build there and see you know if they can make uh, any type of run. But I think that Cam- Cameron Johnson is one of those players that like is a part of a trade for a superstar and just ends up going to a team like the Blazers and just doesn't really end up doing much, in my opinion. He just seems like one of those players. But I like his game a lot, so I think he's going to stay with Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. I think he'll stay, but that's interesting to me. I think Cameron Johnson has a decently high ceiling. I mean, he's kind of old. He came into the league, what was it, 2018, 2019? Only like four or five years ago. But he's like 27. Because he was like a four-year guy at UNC, and he came in at the age of like 22, 23. So, obviously, that's not ideal for him. But he's entering the prime of his career, and he played really good uh, post-All-Star break after the trade. Just like my coverage. So, yeah. I think the Nets will match that offer. Um, next, I have on my list, restrictive agent, is Grant Williams. Um, this is interesting because I think Boston would want to re-sign him. But I don't know if they would go over the top. If there's some offer that like they really think is over the top, maybe like 16 mil a year, I feel like maybe they would think is too much for Grant Williams, then I think they wouldn't match. But I think they're going to try to match some offers. Um, my prediction is that Boston is going to match whatever offer he gets. I think some interested teams will be Dallas, San Antonio, and maybe Houston as well. Houston, I feel like, is like everywhere because they have so much cap space and they're I saw I saw a list that they're like uh, free agents the Rockets are interested in and it's literally like every single role player in the NBA it's, so I mean I feel like they just want everybody but if they don't match an offer I think my number one place where he would sign is Dallas I feel like he would fit well there um, I feel like he would maybe replace like Tim Hardaway Jr. or uh, Reggie Bullock there and I think he'd be a better replacement Grant Williams he was like in and out of the rotation in the playoffs so that's why I don't know if he really would want to come back to Boston as much as it seems like he loves the city but he doesn't have a choice if Boston matches the offer so yeah that's my prediction that Boston will retain Grant Williams Batman Yeah I my prediction is that uh, he doesn't stay with uh, uh with Boston because I just don't think they're going to be that aggressive 
in terms of matching offers from other teams, like especially if it's uh, a lot more than they're willing to match. I think that uh, he's going to end up going to Dallas because um, I think that Luca is, I think he's a pretty underrated passer. So like, and obviously Grant Williams, he's known for pretty good three point shooting and he just didn't play that well in the conference finals. Like you said, he was also in and out of the rotation. So I don't see why Boston would make such an effort to stick with him. Yeah. Yeah. So we both pretty much have the same thing. Boston, they won't reach too far to retain him. And we both think Dallas. So yeah. Uh, Next on my list is Rui Hachimura. He's interesting because I think there will be some teams that will give him big contracts. But I ultimately, I have him re-signing with the Lakers. I think they're going to give him somewhere between the 12 to 15 mil range around that mid-level exception. And I think they'll match offers up to 16 mil. I think if he gets like near 20 mil, I think the Lakers will let him go. I don't think they would give him that much money if some rebuilding team wants to give him that money and Rui wants to take that offer. But I don't think he'll get that. Rui Hachimura is a great player. I think he fits really well with the Lakers. That was one of the greatest trades of the season, uh, acquiring Rui Hachimura even before the deadline. It was in like January because he helped out the team a lot. He had a couple like 20-point games in the playoffs. So I think they're definitely going to try to retain him, and I I, th- I think that they will. And they'll run it back with both Reeves and Rui. Yeah, I agree. I think he's going to uh, – I think the Lakers are going to do anything possible to uh, retain him because – uh, they finally have like a little bit of, they kind of have a group now of young players like Austin and Rui uh, that are actually good um, on like, like a couple of years ago when they had Julius Randle um, and Lonzo Ball and like very just Brandon not consistent guys. Yeah. yeah, Brandon Ingram. So like they finally found these two guys, young guys that could be in their future and not like what two years ago when they had Carmelo Anthony, DeAndre Jordan, like yeah. All these just washed all-stars. So I think they're going to do anything in their power to retain him. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. So <clears throat> My next player on my list is P.J. Washington. I, I don't watch the Hornets that much, but I know a good amount about P.J. Washington. P.J. Washington can hoop, man. He he plays the center as a smaller guy. He's, he's similar to Kavon Looney in a way. Um, but I don't think his offers are going to be that much. Teams I see making a move for him, I think Indiana might give him a good amount of money especially if they think of moving miles turner or even if they just want a backup for miles turner or maybe pj plays the four and i think a sneaky team that he would be really good on is sacramento especially if trey lyles walks or terrence davis walks or someone like that i feel like he could take over that role perfectly and i think he could be really good there but ultimately i think charlotte wants to keep him both him and miles bridges are uh restricted free agents and i think that they're going to re-sign both of them. They're going to match all offers. There's been a bunch of reports that they're going to do everything in their power to do that. And is it the right move? I, I don't know. You ask me, but yeah, I think both Miles Bridges, I just kind of just combined them, but I think both Miles Bridges and PJ Washington are going to stay with Charlotte. Yeah, I think that PJ, I don't think that they're going to bring him back. I think he would, he would go to a team like the Kings just because they're a pretty young team. Uh, I think that he could fit their play style pretty well. And, yeah, I think that, I don't know, the Hornets, they've been a very quiet team, uh, maybe because, like, obviously the media just loves LaMelo Ball, but I think that he ends up going to the king. Yeah, and, I mean, hey, my boy, he needs that money for that child support. So, hey, go get mm-hmm. your bag, PJ Washington. Go get your bag. And Miles Bridges, 
I think he'll re-sign with the Hornets and he'll just serve his 10-game suspension and he'll just return like nothing happened. I don't think there's going to be any big deals with anything. But one team I have maybe him going to if Charlotte does not want to bring him back is the Cavs. I think he would fit really well there. Their one weak point has been small forward. Karis LeVert, they signed him, but he's been coming off the bench and they've been starting Isaac Okoro, who they drafted early on, but he has not been what they expected him to be. He's been mediocre uh small forward at best averaging like five points a game if they can snag miles bridges the Cavs could be dangerous man especially because miles Bridges. i've been seeing him in the gym i don't think he's gonna lose a step after sitting out a whole season so that's a sleeper team but i think he'll stay in charlotte and that showtime with Lamelo will stay yeah i think he stays in, in charlotte i don't think that many teams are gonna take a chance on him just because i think that uh, the situation that he had is going to affect him in terms of other teams willing to, uh, you know, uh, offer more than what Charlotte is willing to uh, match. I, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I don't think there's – it's like that. Well, obviously, like, if what he did is, like, true, then, like, yeah, it's, it's bad. But, like, let's be honest, man. As shitty as it sounds, there's Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, all these guys – they they got huge yeah. contracts. They don't care, man. They want the best players who can win them games, make them money. I, I mean, that's just what I'll say. But real quick, over under two and a half Lamelo Ball features on the RTB songs this season throughout the twenty twenty three twenty four NBA season. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Over, I'm gonna say over. All right, over. What do you? Who do you think? What's the higher number? You think more the Charlotte Hornets amount of wins they're gonna get this season, or the the songs that Miles Bridges is gonna drop this season? Uh, under, under, uh, (laughs) less wins. (laughs) That's crazy, bro. Charlotte Hornets, man, they gotta get their shit together. Okay, so that that's some restricted free agents that I wanted to talk about. There's some others that we'll get into, but next I want to go into some more mid-range decent unrestricted free agents my first one is a really big one i have kyle kuzma so kyle kuzma he did decline his player option doesn't mean he's uh not going to resign with washington i think i have five teams that are going to be heavily pursuing him i have the phoenix suns the kings actually i'm going to take the kings out because they signed harrison barnes stupid ass team the lakers the pacers and the rockets I really like want him to sign elsewhere because Kyle Kuzma, like he had a much bigger role this season and he averaged like I saw I think 21 and a half, 21 and a half points this season, which is really good for him. But I want him to try to go win another ring and I think he might want to, but I think that Washington is going to offer so much money. They're going to give him like up to 24 mil, I feel like, and nobody else is going to come close to that. So I actually think he's going to re-sign with Washington and keep his numbers up, you know. Now he has Jordan Poole, he has Bilal Kulabat, Kulab, whatever his last name is, uh, in Washington. And no Bradley Beal, no Porzingis. He has a chance to average even higher than that 21 he did last season. So I think Washington will offer him a lot of money and he'll leave. As much as I do want him to sign to a better team, I, I think the Wizards are going to give him a bag. Yeah, I do think that there's a good chance that the Wizards are, would be the only team that offer him the most money, but I think that the Pacers uh, are going to give him a good run for his money. Uh, I think that, you know, 
the Pacers are the, probably the weirdest team for me. Like, I literally forget that they exist. I know, bro. They're the definition like, of weird. Literally. Yeah. Like, yeah. Literally. But uh, I think that they they have, like, the second best chance of getting Kyle Kuzma. The Pacers? Yeah, I'd say so. So you think he's going to resign? Yeah, I think he'll resign, but uh, the Pacers are going to make a good run for him. Yeah, I mean, Phoenix, like, if they want to use whatever they have left of their cap space and just be completely in the shitter after every one of their star leaves, they could make a run for Kuzma. But, yeah, ultimately, I think he's just going to be South Washington. Next unrestricted free agent I have is Russell Westbrook, who uh, obviously became, like, just complete downfall with the Lakers. But then the Lakers traded him to Utah. Utah bought him out, and he signed with the Clippers, and it seems like he found a home. He played really good, and in that playoff series when um, Kawhi Leonard was out, Russell Westbrook was really good, man. And I I was really impressed. I like this new uh, role player, uh, Russell Westbrook and everything. And all I've been hearing uh, talk around the NBA is that he wants to come back to L.A., and L.A. wants him to come back. The Clippers, not the Lakers, obviously. (laughs) But... So I think he's going to re-sign with the Clippers. And I actually do think he's going to take the veteran minimum. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to take anything higher than that. As sad as, as sad as that is, I mean, being an MVP, like, what, six years ago now? Um, I think he'll sign for the vet minimum because he wants to stay in L.A. And he'll do anything to win. So, yeah, that's my prediction for him. But watch out for Miami and Boston to try to pry him away. I think he would be a good fit uh, at those two places. And they're in need of some guard depth. So, yeah. I do think he'll go back with the Clippers. Uh, I think that obviously he would love to stay there because, like, um, he grew up in L.A. He loved the area. I don't think that he would go to a team like Miami. I just don't think they would. I don't think his play style really fits for him. Um, in the past, we've like there's been talks about how uh, his play style is just too fast for the league, even though the league nowadays is a pretty fast. Uh, pace, but I think that they maybe should just give this Kawhi and PG uh, team like one more chance before they really blow it up because dude, they, they just can't get healthy man, like it was just Ru- uh, Russell those last couple of games against Phoenix so I see him staying there. Bro, this ain't MVP Russ, he does not have that fast play style anymore, that's what I'm talking about, That this is that new role player Russ he gets the rebounds. He's a good pass. He's uh, he's like a pass first guard now. It feels like. I-, I do not remember one time this season seeing Russell Westbrook grab a rebound, yeet yeet past somebody at half court and go by and one layup. I-, I didn't see that one time in his Clippers tenure, and I watched a lot of Clippers games. So I don't think that that's the reason why he. Would- I think Miami would be number one behind the Clippers because Gabe Vincent. I have walking. Kyle Lowry might be gone. If, if they trade, let's say they make that James Harden trade or they make that Dame trade, bringing Russell Westbrook in, especially if he was willing to sec- accept a veteran minimum or a little bit higher, that would be great for them. And Miami would definitely be probably a better contender than the Clippers, I feel like, in my opinion, if they brought in one of those star guard point guards. So, But yeah, I mean, we both agree that he's probably going to go back to LA because it seems like there's mutual interest there. Next one, I'll let you start. This one's really interesting. I've seen like 50-50 opinions on this guy. D'Angelo Russell, after being pretty good with the Lakers after returning in the regular season, pretty good in like the first series, maybe even in the second series against the Warriors, 
but just falling off a cliff in the conference finals, getting benched. He he was unplayable. He was unplayable, and for the amount of money he's taking, he's making, you just can't have that. But you can't disregard all the other play he had. So I want to know your opinion. Do you think the Lakers will bring him back? I don't think the Lakers are going to bring him back, especially because of how bad he played against the Nuggets in the uh, semi-conference finals. Um, yeah, I think a team, uh, some like rebuilding team would probably uh, bring him in. Uh, probably like maybe a Pistons type of team that's still rebuilding. So, um, yeah, I don't see him uh, going back to LA. Um, I don't think he'd sign with a rebuilding team because I don't think he wants to play for a rebuilding team. There's some guys that would take the bag, but I think he would, the lowest he would go is like a playing team. Like kind of like when he played for Minnesota. Like, I feel like that would be like the lowest. He still wants to be, uh, even if he comes off the bench, he still wants to be a contributor for a good team. I want to get this, the record straight, just like how I said with Austin Reeves. I do not think the Lakers should run it back. I, I think the Lakers should make some roster changes, and I do not think they should run it back, especially with D'Angelo Russell. But I think that Rob Palenka wants to run it back, and I think he's going to re-sign D'Angelo Russell. I think he's going to give him a two-year deal, not in, not a long-term deal, but I think he's going to re-sign him. As much as I don't think they should run back that entire lineup, bring everyone back, because I don't think they are really contenders with that. Um I think they'll re-sign him and just hope that he bees better. So the next person I had on my list was Harrison Barnes, but the news came out today that he signed a three-year, $54 million extension with the Kings. <coughs> oh, my God, man. Um, I had him signing with Indiana for 8 to 10 mil. I thought, and I thought that would be his highest market. But the Kings go out and give him damn near 20 mil. Bro, Harrison Barnes is not that good, man. He he was not playable in the last couple games of the Warriors series. They were playing Trey Lyles and Terrence Davis over him, bro. Man, I... I, I, and I, I, this isn't like, this is a popular opinion too. I feel like I'm not like the odd man out that thinks Harrison Barnes isn't worth all this money because I have a grudge against them because he literally fucking blew the three one. Okay. I'm not gonna talk about that, but yeah, I, I mean, I, sure. Sacramento do your thing. If you think he can be a big contributor, but running it back, Sacramento, Sacramento is not a contender. And if they went for a guy like Cameron Johnson, Kyle Kuzma, I think that could completely flip the switch. But instead, they gave that that Kuzma Cam Johnson money to Harrison Barnes. I just really don't see the point of that. I just really think that's really dumb. So, uh, yeah, Harrison Barnes is re-signed with the Kings. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like he obviously was a pretty big part in turning uh, Sacramento around, uh, but he's not worth the money that they gave him for sure. Um, they could they could have gone to a different player, but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I saw him staying with uh, Sacramento anyways, but they definitely could have, like, given, given him a lot less. Yeah, I, I, but for me, I feel like Harrison Barnes is kind of like a regular season player. I feel like he's a playoff dropper, and we saw that this, and I feel like that's been him his whole career. So, um, yeah, so Harrison Barnes is resigning. Uh, next person I have on my list is Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant is interesting because – he wants like 30 mil a year is he worth that hell no but will the team give it to him 
Maybe. I'll let you start with your prediction on Jeremy Grant. Will Portland try to resign him or not? Um, I think that man, I I think he will resign with uh Portland just because uh maybe he wasn't great, but I think that he played decent enough where uh he could get that money from Portland. And Portland's just they have horrible management, you know, that for years they can't get a champ or at least a contender for uh Damian Lillard, but uh I think that he will resign portland yeah i i do not want portland to give him the money but this is my right here this is my prediction for worst contract of the offseason i think that they're gonna give him a five year 150 million dollar deal i think they're gonna give him 30 million a year i think portland is ridiculous and they're gonna give it to him they are going to give him a horrible deal because i've seen so many reports they want to run it back with their Big three of Dame, Simons, and Jeremy Grant. Portland is so stupid, bro. Trade Damian Lillard, please. Trade Dame. Please, you just drafted Scoot Henderson. Now you're gonna now you're gonna lessen the growth of a generational prospect because you have a dude who's not gonna win a championship. Like it just blows my mind, man. And then I, I can guarantee they're going to give Jeremy Grant a horrible contract, and it's just going to be so bad. And Jeremy Grant's not worth near $30 million a year. It's just ridiculous. But, yeah, that's my uh, prediction for worst contract of the offseason. Jeremy Grant, $30 million a year, long-term, five-year deal with the Portland Trailblazers. <coughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know if they would give him a five-year that's uh, I don't know if Portland's that dumb, but mm. I mean, crazier things have happened. So yeah, dude, uh, who knows? Yeah, crazy. Um, I wanted to get into Dante T- DiVincenzo's situation, a little bit similar to uh, last year to Gary Payton's uh, situation last year, where they didn't have enough money to bring him back, but obviously uh, they wanted to because of how um, you know he did the little things and was a great defensive player. I did see like. Uh, some predictions of him going to the Nuggets, but like the Nuggets don't have money to spend really. Uh, they have to like really rely on uh, vets and their rookies that are now going to be uh, sophomores this upcoming season. So, uh, where do you see him going? Um, DiVincenzo, so yeah, it's it's kind of different from Gary Payton because Gary Payton. <clears throat> his whole contract was over. He signed a one-year deal, and nobody expected Gary Payton to be as big of a contributor as he was during the Warriors championship run. But DiVincenzo, there's zero percent chance he comes back to the Warriors. They can only offer him up to five mil, and he wants the mid-level exception. Uh, and I- I'm happy for DiVincenzo as much as I. And I want to talk about him a little bit. As a Warriors fan, I watch every game, so I know a lot about DiVincenzo. He was a great regular season player. I loved him. I I, I was thinking in my head. I, we have to try our best to re-sign DiVincenzo, man. He's so good. But he really disappointed me in the playoffs, man. Like, he re- like, like he really disappointed me. Like, he was not nearly as good. He had, like, maybe one or two good games in between both of the first and second round series. Um, the reason I'm not, like, that mad is because ever since, like, December, I, I saw this coming. DiVincenzo played himself out of his deal, uh, just like kind of Bruce Brown did with the Nuggets this season. He played himself out of his deal. He's worth more than his player option is. So 
he declined. And I think this is similar to Fred Van Vliet to Houston. I think there's a he's a 100% lock to go to the Knicks. There's just no way he doesn't reunite with the, his, his Villanova boys, with Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart. There is a 0% chance he does not sign with the Knicks, man. I will say to watch out for the Nuggets. I don't think they'll sign him because, like you said, they have money issues with that. Um, they can offer him more than the <clears throat> than the 7.8 mil that Bruce Brown would get. but So that I would also watch out for Minnesota and Chicago. They also need some guard depth there. I think he's a lock to go to the Knicks. He fits good there. Him and Josh Hart are similar players. The Knicks like to get those uh, uh, gritty do-it-all players. And the Villanova reunion just makes it so much sweeter. I'm locking in. He's going to sign with the Knicks for the mid-level exception. He's going to sign for 12.4 mil. And yeah, I, I see that happening for sure. Yeah, like the Nuggets definitely at least, even though they have money problems, they at least have the... Uh, they can at least say that, hey, like you have a great chance of winning a championship here. So I would love to um, on the Nuggets, man. Like I just want to get that out of the way. I would love it, bro. I, he's literally just like Bruce Brown. Like I feel like he he would be perfectly even with Bruce Brown in terms of his scoring yeah. level. Obviously, like I said, who knows? He could be a playoff dropper because we've never really seen him in the playoffs. The year that he won the championship with the Bucks, he was out the entire playoffs, <laughs> and then we just saw him in his first action, and obviously he disappointed, but. Yeah, DiVincenzo, if the Nuggets can find a way, if Bruce Brown leaves, obviously, I would love that. He would fit perfectly, and he would have a chance to get his second ring. So, next guy I want to bring up is Jakob Pertl, because Jakob Pertl is, like, all in, like, I, f- I swear he's in, like, trade rumors and, like, rumors just 24-7, bro. Like, he's he's never safe. So, the Raptors traded for Jakob Pertl midseason, and he, he was pretty good, um... All signs point to him re-signing to the Raptors. Uh, I think they're going to give him about 20 mil per year. Uh, Jakob Pertl, this is one of those situations where no other team is going to give him that much, but the Raptors really want to re-sign him. They like how he fits in their system, so I think they're going to give him around that. I, I just don't see him signing elsewhere. I think he played really good with the Raptors uh, post-All-Star break, so n- not much to say there. I think he's going to re-sign. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, next one. <clears throat> Dylan Brooks, um, the guy who's not coming back under any circumstances. Uh, so Memphis is out of the conversation. I have three teams that are going to pursue him. I have the Houston Rockets, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Dallas Mavericks. I think he says he wants more than the mid-level exception. Hell no. Hell no. He's an above-average wing defender, and honestly, I think that's it. He was all-defensive second team, and he can guard He can guard some guys. But he's one of those guys who can't guard star players, if you know what I mean. There's You have your wing defenders like, like, like Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly might not be maybe as good defender as Dylan Brooks, but he's a better defender on a team star player, if you know what I mean. It's kind of similar yeah. with like an Austin Rivers. You know, he can't guard star players. He's a good defender, but he can't guard a star player at all. He let Dame drop 65 on him in a game in the in a playoff game. So um, where was I going with that? So my prediction is I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be between Houston and Dallas. I think Houston might offer him more than the mid-level exception. But I think he wants to go to a team that actually has a chance of winning. No offense to Houston, but they're not doing shit this year. 
I think he's going to sign with Dallas. I think he's going to sign for the mid-level exception with the Mavericks. He's going to bring that intensity to Dallas. And yeah, I don't have much else to say. But yeah, that's my prediction. I could see him going to Houston. I feel like Cleveland also could use uh, his his needs. But yeah, that's my prediction for the Rat Mole. Yeah, I could see him going to Cleveland as well. I don't see him really going to Houston just because like, we know that he's a the big trash talker he loves you know being in the media when he's winning but it's nowhere to be seen when he's losing but uh i think that the kings could be a possible spot because he is a pretty decent or right, a pretty good defender but i think that multiple team maybe not multiple but i definitely think that there are going to be some teams that are going to offer him a lot more than he's worth i mean yeah i, I just see it i can see the kings but i don't want the kings to sign him I, I feel like that would not be good for them i don't think dylan brooks would be I don't think the Kings would be smart giving Dylan Brooks their mid-level exception over other guys such as, like, uh, who did I mention earlier? Like, other undrafted free agents who they could give that to. But <clears throat> regardless of where he signs, I hate the guy. He's going to fuck Dylan Brooks, man. But God, okay. All right. Josh Hart, um, initially I had him opting out of his player option and re-signing with the Knicks on a bigger deal. But it was announced today that he just accepted his player option. So he's going to be making the same amount this year. Which is kind of interesting to me. Because um, I thought they would want to lock him up long term as early as possible. Because Josh Hart is the perfect Knicks player. Josh Hart is probably one of my favorite role players in the league, bro. He, he just does it all. He is such a good rebounder for like a, what, 6'5 guy? 6'6 six, six guy? outstanding rebounder he fits perfect with the knicks and i don't see why the knicks wouldn't want to keep him around like literally once they traded cam reddish and a pick for him he improved the team drastically as as a, as a role-playing shooting guard who can rebound so they did resign him now after this i see after uh after next season when he's an unrestricted free agent i think then they're gonna lock him up long term but it's kind of interesting to me that they didn't uh, right now. So, Yeah, I think that he chose to accept it because not only will he make some pretty good money, but I think he's going to play better and he's going to end up uh, getting a, a lot bigger uh, bag from uh, New York next year. Mm-hmm. So we already talked about Bruce Brown. Next guy on my list is interesting because some people think he's going to get a lot of money and others think he's not. Max Struess. <coughs> I think... That Miami really does want to re-sign Max Drews. I, I think they'll try their best, but I've seen so much talk about him getting like a Duncan Robinson type deal. Like an insane deal. Like Detroit, Indiana, San Antonio. Like I can see those three teams offering him so much money. So my prediction is that the Indiana Pacers are gonna give him a massive three-year, somewhere between the 44 to 48 mil range. Uh, a little less than Harrison Barnes got. And then also what I see with that, I actually think that they're going to do a sign-and-trade for Buddy Heald. I think that Buddy Heald will be sent to Miami and uh, Max Drews will be in Indiana so that uh, the Heat get something in return for losing a guy that they, you know, uh, developed as much as that. So, But other teams to watch out for is Detroit, and Chicago, I think he would fit well with the Bulls as a spot-up shooter there. But I think he's going to, even if it's not the Pacers, I think he's going to sign with some rebuilding team and get his bag. But don't count out my Yeah, I, 
Yeah, I kind of wanted to tie in as well. Uh, Gabe Vincent, both uh, great shooters that played well for them, but didn't really show up in the finals. I think that both guys uh, are going to leave Miami and looking for a big bag. I think that Spurs is going to end up in Detroit, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabe Vincent, I wasn't too sure, but I was thinking like possibly a Houston. I don't know why. I just have a feeling that he could go uh, to Houston. Mm-hmm. I feel like he wouldn't go to Houston because, like I said, in my opinion, Fred Van Vliet is a lock to go there. And at that point, they are full at the guard position. Kevin Porter Jr., Amen Thompson, Jalen Green, Fred Van Vliet. I feel like at that point, they're full. But speaking of Fred Van Vliet, my prediction for Gabe Vincent is that he's going to replace him in Toronto. And I actually think that would be a good fit for him um, with their new head coach. Uh, I think Gabe Vincent is going to get a pretty big deal. I think I don't know exactly how much money he's demanding to be honest, but I think he's gonna get kind of a long term deal, maybe like three to four years, probably three year deal with Toronto, and he's gonna replace uh, Fred VanVleet, maybe somewhere around the mid level exception. I, I'm really not sure what Gabe Vincent Gabe Vincent's value is in terms of how much money teams are offering, but yeah, Max Drews is gonna get a bag from a bad team such as Indiana or Detroit, and I think Toronto would be a good fit for Gabe Vincent. I think he would want to play there. Uh, next guy I have on my list is pretty interesting Jordan Clarkson so Jordan Clarkson has a player option he still hasn't decided whether he's going to uh, opt in or opt out Uh, my prediction is that he's going to opt out but then he's going to re-sign with Utah I I have a feeling that Utah sees Jordan Clarkson as a big part of their rebuilding future is that like the smartest thing ever maybe because Jordan Clarkson is kind of getting older but he's still a really good player. He's still a really good sixth man. Uh, even if he starts, he fits well with Utah. So I think uh, either he opts in, plays another year, or he opts out and Utah locks him up long term. Yeah, I think he's going to actually accept his player option. I I do think that um, mm-hmm. he'll be there for a lot longer. I don't know why, but uh, he's just been there for a while now. And he's. Uh, I think he's... A, like above average mm-hmm. uh and yeah i think he just fits them with them really well yeah i know i agree i just like have that feeling that he's just like a utah jazz player i don't know like that that's just the vibe he gives me so so those are some guards we just went over now i want to go over some wings we talked about dante divincenzo but one other guy i want to talk about is karis levert um karis levert first thing i want to talk about it's so sad how injuries ruined his career i was a huge karis levert fan in, in brooklyn obviously that that vi- that 2018-2019, that 2019-2020 Brooklyn team that the vibes were highest, D'Angelo Russell Prime, I love that team. Like, Karis LeVert snapped his leg in half, and he's just never been the same. He was pretty good as a sixth man with Cleveland this last year. Um, I have him re-signing for somewhere between 14 to 16 mil around there, which is, again, one of those guys that I don't think another team would offer that, but Cleveland will because I think they like him in their system. So that's my prediction for Karis Lever. I, I don't really see another team giving him anything close to that, but I think Cleveland will give him that type of money. Yeah, I agree. He fit in pretty well with them, and uh, he's just been so injury-prone that I don't see many teams, if any, mm-hmm. Uh, offering him when there's like a lot more options out there. Yeah, and he can still be a good six man. He's a good spark plug. He he averaged like 15 points a game last year. I mean, he can still be really good. Next guy on my list is Kelly Oubre Jr. Uh, I saw a report today that said it's like pretty much 100% he's not coming back to Charlotte, so I'm going to rule that out, uh, to be honest. Although I think maybe there's a chance he comes back. Some suitors I have for him are the Cavs. If... Karis yeah. Levert leaves maybe or something like that. 
the Pistons because they're going to give him money. And Kelly Oubre just seems like the guy to always play on bad teams his whole career. And I have the Phoenix Suns. Um, the Phoenix Suns, I feel like, should go after Kelly Oubre. You know, it would be a reunion. He's, he started his career there. Um, and I feel like he could be that sixth man. Or maybe he could start, actually. Yeah, he would probably start at the three. Him or Josh Okoge. Uh, But he, if they want, they could bring him off the bench, put Josh Okoge in the starting lineup for more defense, and he could be a good spark pull up off the bench because, we all, as we all know, that's going to be the big problem for Phoenix uh, this offseason, signing guys that can... Uh, produce off the bench and I think if they can get Kelly Oubre for around like the mid-level exception uh, price then that would be pretty good but my prediction is that he's going to sign with Detroit they're going to give him a contract and I think he would fit well there uh, alongside Cade Cunningham Jaden Ivey I think he could be a 20 point per game scorer like he's been the past couple years in Charlotte yeah I don't think he would go to a team like the Suns just because like obviously they're going to be having problems with the cap space and I don't think Kelly Oubre, uh, with like I'm pretty sure he's coming off a 20 point game per se- per game uh, season. I think he would want more than the mid level. He's just one of those guys that always wants uh, more than probably what he's worth. Yeah. So I would see him going to the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Cavs could give him that. But that's the other thing. I mean, since since I have Karis LeVert resigning with Cleveland, I don't think that Kelly Oubre that they would sign Kelly Oubre. But mm-hmm. I mean. I could see it if they don't resign Chris Levert. Next guy I have is Eric Gordon, who uh, the news came out that the Clippers will not guarantee his contract. They'll, they're going to waive him. He's going to become a free agent. Eric Gordon, like, he, he had a crazy fall off, bro. He was scary in Houston. And then, like, just he had, like, some really good years in Houston, and then he just fell off a cliff. He can still p- kind of produce off the bench. We saw that at the Clippers uh, when he was with the Clippers. Um, but three teams I have that will pursue him will be the 76ers, the Miami Heat, and the Milwaukee Bucks, all contending teams who need uh, bench depth. And I think he's going to sign for a little over the vet minimum with the 76ers. Um, with James Harden leaving now, I think Tyrese Maxey's going to slot into that uh, second option role, and Eric Gordon can back him up. So that's my prediction for Eric Gordon. Yeah, I predict that he's going to go to the Bucks because the year that the Bucks won, I'm pretty sure that they had a P.J. Tucker, who was like their corner three guy, yeah. and Eric Gordon could be that guy for them. Mm-hmm. And Eric Gordon, even though, yes, he did play bad in his like last two years in Houston, mm-hmm. but he also had to uh, factor in that those years were like the John Wall years, James Harden yeah, leaving, yeah, yeah. so it was just a bad situation. I know. I can't believe he stayed in Houston that long. I mean, he was there like until trade deadline this season, which is insane to me. Uh, next guy on my list is one guy I want my Golden State Warriors to sign. Utah Watanabe. I love his game. He can shoot the lights out, man. I don't know how much Brooklyn Nets you watch, but I, I-, I love his game. Uh, he- he's a pretty solid wing defender, and he's a great uh, shooter off the edge. I'm pretty sure he like led the NBA in three-point percentage for like a couple months. I don't think he'll re-sign with Brooklyn. Because I think he's going to be pursued by contenders. I have three teams that I think are going to heavily go after him. I have the Warriors, the Suns, and the Lakers. All three, if all, if either of these three teams could sign him, it would be a huge W for either of those teams in my books. But I think he's going to sign with the Phoenix Suns. I've seen a lot of uh, talks about it. He would play because he wants playing time. He would definitely play knowing how little 
bench depth they have. He would probably be their uh, seventh, eighth man off the bench. And because he has that relation with KD uh, from their time uh, in Brooklyn together, and he just wants more playing time, I think he'll sign for the minimum. I don't think Utah Watanabe will sign for more than that, especially if he's going to sign with a contender. So if the Suns can get Utah for the minimum, I, that that would be a huge W in my book. But I want my Warriors to get them to get him for sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. So, all right, another guy I have on my list is uh, Lonnie Walker. Uh, Lonnie Walker, I think the Lakers like they would like to resign him, but I think he's gonna demand more money than people think. So. Uh, I don't think he'll stay with the Lakers as much as they want to bring him back. Some teams that have pursuing him, I feel like, are some lower-level teams that would give him the money he wants, such as Utah, Minnesota, Washington, and Chicago. And I think he's going to sign with Washington on a two-year deal, and he's going to get about 8 to 10 mil per year. Um, I see that because I think he wants a role where he can thrive, it seems like. That's what he wants. And he can do that just in Washington uh, with the young players around him. He'll get uh, plenty of playing time. So I think that would just be good there. And Lonnie Walker, he's just going to sign with a bad team. I, that's just my feeling I have. Yeah, I think that the Lakers would obviously love to bring him back just because of um, you know, his heroics in the second round. Uh, still played pretty well in the third round, but just uh, didn't get as much playing time. And I think with them trying to re-sign uh, Reeves, and probably some other younger guys. I think that he's just going to end up not bringing, uh, coming back. Uh, so I think he would go to a team like Chicago uh, because um, we know that like Lonzo Ball is going to be out another season. Um, hopefully he gets better. But I think uh, just my gut feeling, I think he'd go to a team like Chicago. Yeah, I can see Chicago for sure. They could use Lonnie Walker. I feel like he would fit well there. Uh, speaking of Chicago, yeah. guy I have on my list is Patrick Beverly. Um I think he's going to be pursued by a couple teams. Not as many as some may think. Like, every single contender would want to go out and get him. I think Chicago wants to bring him back. I think maybe Houston might try to go get him to bring him in around those young players. And some other teams I have are the Knicks and the Timberwolves. Obviously, that Timberwolves reunion, he has a strong bomb there. But I think he's going to re-sign with Chicago uh, for just over the vet minimum. Uh, He wants to stay home, and he wants to try to bring Chicago to the playoffs and possibly further because... That's how Patrick Beverly is. He wants to bring bad teams to the championship by himself, even though he's a mediocre role player. So, yeah, I have him resigning with Chicago. Yeah, Sam, I think you fit really. I think he fit pretty well uh, with their system. Uh, you know, older guy with like a pretty young team, fairly young team, and yeah, I think uh, he just uh, plays really well with those guys. Uh, they just brought back a uh, Yukovic, who I think is a pretty good center. Not talked about a lot, yeah. Uh, next guy is Malik Beasley. The Lakers did not pick up his team option, so he will not be coming back to Lakers unless they bring him back on like a different deal. But I don't think they will. Uh, I think he could go to the Cavs on a team friendly deal just over the minimum. He might not play that many minutes there, uh, but he might try to steal some minutes from like Chetty Osman or someone like that. So I, I could see that. I think the Cavs would be a good fit for him, but if not, I feel like he's just gonna go to some mediocre team and kind of like uh his utah stint and he'll play some decent minutes there uh yeah uh you know lakers brought him in uh just one of those other players that you know they trade for mid-season just don't bring back um even though i think he could have played pretty well there i think that uh yeah he won't end up being back um 
man so he's like honestly he's like a veteran now mm-hmm. even though it feels like he's been pretty young for now yeah. but yeah i could see him going to him like the Cavs or maybe even charlotte actually mm-hmm. uh he's a pretty good shooter i could see him going to charlotte mm-hmm. yeah just one of those mid teams another guy i have is terrence davis who he was on the raptors and he got traded to the kings he kind of fell out of the rotation but then he came in against that warrior series he played some great defense and he like earned himself like a contract just through a couple of those games he pretty much took harrison barnes's spot in that series and he played some really good minutes so i have a good amount of contenders that would try to get him i think sacramento is going to want to try to bring him back and i think they're going to have him as part of their future plans. Um, I think the Warriors might try to bring him in. I would like him on the Warriors. He would fit well there. The 76ers, the Lakers, and the Cavs, all those three teams I've been saying a lot uh, on these wing and guard players to bring in. But I do think he's going to resign with the Kings on a three-year deal. They're, they're going to secure him kind of long-term. And I think he I think he's going to be a part of the Sacramento Kings' future. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh He's going to be a part of their future. Uh, came in, played some great defense. And, um, yeah, like, I don't see him going. Well, he definitely has some choices, I think, uh, with some contenders. But I think he's going to stay with the team. Okay, uh, a couple more guards I have on my list. Uh, next one is Reggie Jackson, uh, who got traded to or signed with the Nuggets uh, around the buyout, buyout deadline. Um and he, like you said earlier, he did not live up to expectations. I thought he would come in and be really good as that backup point guard, but since he didn't play good, he fell out of the rotation, and the Nuggets were forced to play uh, without really a genuine backup point guard like uh, for the rest of the season. But um, to be honest, I don't think he'll have that much interest from other teams. So my prediction is that he's going to re-sign with the Nuggets on the veteran minimum, which is all that they can offer him. And I think, yeah. on as much as I wouldn't like to see it, I think there's a chance he's the backup point guard next season. As much as I wouldn't like that, I think there's a chance he is, and he's going to have to step up and actually uh, play good this next season because Bruce leaving, and maybe they won't be able to sign anybody that good to replace him. But So, so yeah, I think he's going to resign on the veteran minimum. Yeah, I think he's also going to resign. Um, I think that finally, like I said, with a full off season, he's going to be fully healthy. Because I'm pretty sure when he came from uh, L.A., he wasn't that healthy. Uh, but um, I think he's going to have a better chance to really uh, learn the system and actually, like, well with the other guys. He just kind of felt a little off when he was when he was playing. But, yeah, I, I think I w- I'm not opposed to the idea of him playing more. Mm-hmm. Okay, next guy I have on my list is Shake Milton, who I actually really like his game. Uh, he's kind of underrated, in my opinion. Uh, he's a streaky guy. He can go out there... He's had a couple like 20, 25 point games, like when uh, the Sixers have had some injuries. Um, I think Philly's going to want to bring him back. I saw a report today that the Warriors are interested in Shake Milton. They're pursuing him, even though I didn't have him on my list. So I don't know about another guard, but I mean, he's he would probably be their uh, Dante DiVincenzo replacement. But some teams I have going after him are the 76ers are going to try to retain him, the Lakers, uh, maybe the Nuggets might go after him as the Bruce Brown replacement, and the Knicks. But I think he's going to re-sign with the Sixers, especially now with James Harden leaving. He might be uh, slated for a bigger role. I think he's going to sign for about 6 to 8 mil per year. Uh, and I think the Sixers are going to bring him back. I think he fits well there. Yeah, I agree. I think he's going to – I think Nick Nurse uh, likes is going to like him a lot. Um, with James Harden on the way out, he'll probably get a bigger role. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's poised for it. Mm-hmm. 
Last guard I have on my list is Derrick Rose. Um, the, he's not going to go back to the Knicks. I think he's going to be pursued by a couple teams. I think the Suns will, might want to try to get him, and he could still play some decent minutes. The Celtics, maybe, he could be that guy off the bench. And, of course, the Chicago Bulls. Man, it's too poetic, bro. My, I, I predict that he's going to sign with the Bulls on a two-year deal, and it, he's just going to finish his career there. It, it, it has to happen, man. I, it just has to. There's no way I it better happen, and that's why I predict it's going to happen, and I hope it does. Um, he might not play, but he might, actually, because if they don't re-sign Patrick Beverly, Lonzo Ball being out, they have uh, Kobe White and Io Dosunmu, both uh, restricted free agents who might leave or they might let go. They might be in need of a backup point guard, and Derrick Rose could do just that. And I mean, it's poetic. The the Chicago reunion, I feel like it's going to happen. Yeah, I think he's going to go back with Chicago, too, for like the one- or two-year deal. Uh, I don't think he'll really play much. Mm -hmm. uh, he's just one of those guys that you can't really rely on to be consistently, you know, give you like 12 points and, you know, four assists every night, really. Um, so, yeah, I think he's going to go back to Chicago, finish there, and yeah, I just I think there's better options out there, even if Chicago doesn't go for him. I would I would understand why they wouldn't sign him. Yeah, Derek Rose uh, at this stage of his career, he's like he he's a good playmaker, and that's about it. I mean, he's not really that good of a scorer, not that good of a defender, but I mean, he's 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 always been a pretty good playmaker, pretty good passer, and I feel like he could give a spark to Chicago, uh, to the Bulls for sure. So. Moving on to some big men I have on my list. There aren't very many uh, big names in this free agent class, unrestricted free agent uh, big men, but there are some interesting ones I want to talk about. The first one being, <coughs> excuse me, Christian Wood. Um, Christian Wood, he got traded to Dallas, and uh, there's a lot of hype around it because Christian Wood, he's been playing really good in Houston his whole career after being an undrafted guy uh, coming up and everything. But he did not fit in Dallas well at all. Um, him and Luka Doncic, that pick and roll, just it didn't seem to work all that often. And he was a terrible, and I mean terrible defender, especially inside the paint. He's just not a good rim protector. He's like he's like a shooting scholar small forward in a center's body. So it, it just doesn't work for that. As good as he is scoring-wise, he did not fit in Dallas. So I really don't see a world where Dallas even tries to re-sign him. So I think Christian Wood is going to leave. Some teams that I see pursuing him include uh, the Heat, the Wizards, uh, the Trailblazers, and the Nets. I feel like uh, those teams would be good. I feel like Miami's going to make a big push at him because he could kind of play a similar Kevin Love role, but he's a bit better at, than Kevin Love. Um, but my prediction is that he's going to sign with Portland for the mid-level exception. They're going to give them, they're going to give him their MLE, um, and I think he'll because you know Portland's trying to build a contender, so I guess they're going to do that with Christian Wood. It's not the worst deal to give uh, your mid-level exception to Christian Wood, but um, yeah, I think he'll go to Portland. I think he, he could put up decent numbers there. I think him and Scoot Henderson in the pick and roll could be pretty good. So, uh, Yeah, I actually see him going to Miami. I think that they're going to do just enough to be able to get him. Even though I do think that they need to pursue more taller, like more athletic guys, not, you know, because like last year, I mean, they only had Cody Zeller, only like guy over seven foot that couldn't guard Jokic. And um, yeah, I, don't, I see him going to Miami to... Because he's like, I wouldn't say he's similar to Bam out of bio, but they're somewhat similar in uh, size. So I think he could fit in well with them. Not at all defensively, because that man, Christian Wood, is a traffic cone. That's, yeah. that's the only reason why I would see the Miami Heat not signing him, because they want a good interior defender, because 
Bam Adebayo is their only guy. Cody Zeller can't guard inside as a seven footer. Kevin Love can't guard inside as a smaller center or power, uh, small ball center or power forward. So that's the only reason why I wouldn't see Christian Wood signing there. But I mean, it would it would make sense. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. So speaking of Kevin Love, he's next on my list. Um, I think he's gonna have some big suitors out there. I think uh, Miami's gonna try to resign him. I think Milwaukee's gonna go after him. I saw some rumors about Milwaukee wanting to take my uh, Kevin Love. Speaking of that, I swear I don't know if it's just you that I realized, but Milwaukee always takes Miami's players. Like I, I just like always. It just makes no sense. It's weird. I think the Warriors might go after him. I think he would. Be, I think I would welcome him on the Warriors for sure. And I think the Suns would try to re uh, would try to sign him to fill out their bench. That would be a good signing for them if they can get him. But ultimately, I think he is going to re-sign with Miami for the veteran minimum. I think he likes it there. I think Miami likes him. And there's been a lot of talk about them both wanting to work out a deal. I think he'll re-sign for the veteran minimum, and he'll still be able to provide some decent minutes because. A guy like Kevin Love, uh, aging doesn't really change the way he plays with his play style, with his um, pick and pop, catch and shoot uh, threes, setting up the offense, all that. So, yeah, I think he's going to resign. Yeah, I agree. They both have shown uh, interest in wanting to resign, uh, resign him. And yeah, like like you said, his position and the way he plays is uh, very consistent. And he's also a great just guy to have in the locker room. Mm-hmm. So even if leave Miami he's going to impact them in a, uh, any team in a good way so yeah. I see him going to Miami though yeah for sure another guy I have on my list is another guy I would like the Warriors to go after Mason Plumley. Mason Plumley, um he's an unrestricted free agent and I, I've i always liked Mason Plumley's play style uh, back, uh, even back when he was with the Nuggets he was a good backup center um, I think the Clippers are going to try to resign him I think the Warriors are going to go after him uh, I think the Kings, if they can't get a guy like uh, maybe if they can't retain Trey Lyles or they can't get a guy like maybe like a PJ Washington or something, I feel like uh, he could fit well in Sacramento as the backup center. And Phoenix obviously was going to try to make a move for him because he would be really good coming off the bench for them, especially if they lose out on Jock Landale or Bismack Biombo. But I do think that he is going to resign with the Clippers on a two-year deal. I think there's mutual interest between uh, those two sides. So I think he will resign there. But I want the Warriors to make a move. I want them to offer him as much money as they can because they need size. And Mason Plumlee is size that can fit in the Warriors system. Yeah, I've, I've started to like Mason Plumlee more in, after he left Denver because I didn't realize how much of like actually a really good passer he is. Um, you know, he, he's a playmaker, uh, you know, he gets down in paint and, you know, he gets you the own gritty buckets, mm-hmm. uh, and even Michael Porter Jr., uh, he said when he first got to Denver, like, he thought that Mason Plumley was better than Jokic, but, um, yeah, I see him going back to the Clippers, I think they have mutual interest, uh, he's, uh, great coming off the bench behind Zubats, mm-hmm. and, Especially, like, if they bring back Russell, I think him and Russell can play uh, great minutes together. Yeah, him and Westbrook were really good together when they were on the court uh, for the Clippers. And speaking of that, uh, there's been rumors about Zubats actually being traded, which I don't think would be smart at all, but there's actually been rumors of the Clippers uh, shopping him, so that would give the Clippers even more of a reason to re-sign Mason Plumlee as their starting center. So I think I think a reunion is going to happen for sure. Next guy is Trey Lyles, who gave the Kings some really productive minutes in the 
Warriors series, and I think he can uh, be a really streaky guy off the bench for a lot of teams, a lot of good teams in this league. I think the Kings are going to want to re-sign him. I feel like the Warriors are going to go after him. He's another guy I would welcome his size. Uh, the Celtics, I feel like, could use him. Um, and maybe another team like Indiana would try to prime away after now losing out on Harrison Barnes. They want another guy in that same realm. But I say he's going to re-sign with the Kings uh, kind of on long-term deal, like three or four years. And I actually think they're going to give him some decent money, like between the 12 to 14 per range. Uh, I think they're going to give him. I feel like it's just bound to happen. Trey Lyles wants to stay. The Kings want to give him the money to make sure he stays. And I think he can be solid part of their uh, their team uh, going forward. Yeah, I think he's also going to re-sign with the Kings. Uh, I think he surprised a decent amount of people with how great he was shooting the ball in the uh, first series. Um, and yeah, like I think other teams will definitely give him a run for his money, but I think he's going to... I think he sees where uh, Sacramento can go. And yeah, I I think he's staying put. Mm-hmm. I agree. Another guy I have on my list is Jonathan Isaac, who today is actually the deadline. Uh, he has non-guaranteed deal, but his contract becomes guaranteed today. So today, Orlando could either decide to non-guarantee his contract and waive him, or they could guarantee his contract, give him a pretty large amount of money for a guy who has not been playing at all. Uh so they'll have to make that decision today. I think I've always been high on Jonathan Isaac, but obviously we all know he's only played 11 games in the past three seasons. He is probably the most injury-prone player in the league. He finally came back for a couple games this season, and he pretty sure like a torn abductor, abductor or something like that, and he's out for the rest of the season. If he can stay healthy, I really like him as a rotational piece for that young Magic team. I feel like he can really... Uh, like him and Bull Bull in that, uh, and Mo Wagner possibly in that front court for the Orlando Magic, I feel like could fit really well. So I actually do think they're going to guarantee his contract, give him a little more money than most people would think. And I think they're going to keep him around, hope he stays healthy. If not, then I could see him being waived midseason or uh, a big player on the buyout market when that comes around, around the All-Star break. Yeah, I think that he's going to get waived today since today's uh, deadline. Mm-hmm. I think, like, yeah, he can be great, but you just can't, at this point, you can't trust him to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, just too many injuries, and, um, yeah, I think he's going to get waived. I'm not sure what team he, w- he would most likely go, probably, like, a team like the Pacers or maybe even the Wizards, even though they're possibly on the come-up uh, with, like, so- with uh, some guys that they've brought in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I could see either, but just knowing Orlando and the way they work, I feel like if they've kept him around this long, I feel like they're just going to keep ke- keeping him around. Um, I mean, it's sad. He tore his ACL in the bubble, and he literally has never gotten healthy since. It's really sad because Jonathan Isaac was a really good player. So, <clears throat> Next guy on my list is Mo Bamba, who yesterday uh, got waived by the Lakers. Uh, that was kind of expected. I don't think the Lakers had uh, interest in bringing him back. There's some teams that I think would pursue him. I feel like I think I want my Warriors to go after him. He he's a streaky guy. He's developed his three point shooting. He can uh he can kind of play that Jamichael Green role that he played for the Warriors. He can he, you know he might not be always in the rotation, but he can give you good minutes. Uh, so I feel like the Warriors are gonna go after him. Uh, I I saw a lot of rumors that the Chicago Bulls want to bring him in, and the Phoenix Suns again. I think they're gonna try to bring in this guy Mo Bamba because um they're going to have some issues with that backup center position. Uh, I do think he's going to sign with Chicago for the minimum. Uh, I think he could fit well there, backing of Vucevic. Um, 
so yeah, I think he's going to sign with Chicago just because all the rumors I've seen, it, it seems like it's going to happen. So I think it's going to happen. But I want the Warriors to try to go get him if they can't get a guy like a Mason Plumlee or a Kevin Love. Yeah, I've been seeing too many uh, like reports of possibly Miami trying to get him, but I think uh, I don't think it would hurt to uh, get Mobamba on the Heat. Um, yeah, I honestly think Miami could be a potential suitor, especially especially if they can't bring in um, uh, who is it, Christian Wood, or bring back Kevin Love. Possibly, I think he could fit there, but I think uh, Chicago is probably going to sign him. Next guy on my list is Denver Nuggets legend Thomas Bryant. He's a free agent. Um, probably even more disappointing than Reggie Jackson. I was really excited when they traded for him. Um, I, I've always liked Thomas Bryant's game. He's a ferocious guy in the paint, great rebounder. It seemed to, as if he was. But then the Nuggets, they did, uh, after they traded him, they gave him some time to settle into the offense. And then they did slot him in as that backup center to take over the non-Jokic minutes and I was just not impressed at all, and obviously the Nuggets weren't either because he didn't play like a single meaningful minute in the playoffs. Um, yeah, so Thomas Bryant, I don't really see him coming back to the Nuggets. Uh, he got his ring. I feel like he's going to try to go elsewhere now. I think he's going to sign with the Suns for the minimum, and I actually think there's a chance he gets some money, uh, some minutes there because Thomas Bryant's not a bad player. I just I have no idea why he was bad when he had his chances with the Nuggets this season, in the regular season. I, I just I have no idea why. But um, I think he could sign with the Suns. Uh, they could improve their front court depth uh, coming off the bench, especially if they trade DeAndre Ayton. So, yeah. and But I could see some other contenders trying to sign him on the minimum for sure. Yeah, he was definitely disappointing. I think the reason why it didn't really work out is because our play style was probably just a little too fast for him. Uh, like the Lakers when he was co- when he was playing with them, they're not really that fast paced of a team, so that might have been why. But I think he could he could go to the Suns, but I think he might go to the Pelicans. That's I think that's where he's gonna go because uh, they're letting go Jackson Hayes uh, hit the free agency mm-hmm. market. So I I see the Pelicans finding him. Yeah, that's actually good for sure. I think he could definitely get some minutes there, but. Honestly, I don't know if it was the play style because from what I watched, he was just bad, dude. Like, he was just missing easy shots around the rim. He was a bad defender. He was just bad. I don't know. I mean, I guess he just wasn't good with the Nuggets. I'm not sure. So, next guy on my list is uh, Jermichael Green, who signed a one-year deal this past offseason with the Warriors. Um, Didn't play very meaningful minutes in the playoffs. He started a couple games because Steve Kerr was experimenting with that. Uh, And he actually, he had some decent moments. So, um, Jermichael Green, kind of a streaky guy. Uh, he's developed his three-point shooting a lot throughout his career, and he's that's honestly probably like one of the main strengths of his game. Decent rebounder, pretty good uh, spot-up three-point shooter. I think he's going to re-sign with the Warriors for a minimum. Uh, he might not play as many minutes this season as he did last season with the Warriors with them uh, drafting Trace Jackson Davis with uh, Kuminga going to get some more minutes there, and especially if they sign a guy like Atori Craig or one of those wing perimeter players. But Jermichael Green's a pretty good player. I I liked him. I didn't like him at first because his defense was not good at all. He was just a terrible defender. But towards the end of the season, I think his three-point shooting and his rebounding made up for it. Uh, He played some pretty good minutes in the regular season. And if the Warriors need him, I think he can give them some good regular season minutes. Um, I think he'll be pursued by some other teams, but I ultimately have him re-signing. Yeah. um, uh, For a big guy, he's actually a really... Maybe not really good, but he's a pretty good uh, three-point shooter, a mm-hmm. uh, good rebounder. 
he could be better defensively. I feel like when he was in Denver, he played better defensively. But I think he's going to end up going to Phoenix just because they need a, a possibly like a, a bigger guy when KD is out to be able to at least get some, get him some buckets and uh, maybe not not facilitate the offense. But um, I think that he could fit in well with Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, he's a pretty good stretch five. The only reason I wouldn't see him signing there is because Phoenix likes their traditional big man to be, unless they play Jermichael Green at the four, maybe they could do that. But because, you know, they have Jock Lando, Bismack Biombo, they've had those guys. Uh, they had JaVale McGee the past couple years as their backup center, which is just traditional big man. But I, I think he could fit well there. I don't think he'll get anything more than the uh, veteran minimum from any team this offseason. So we'll just have to choose wisely. But, um,. I wouldn't be too disappointed if he leaves, but um, I think he'll resign. So, speaking of the Greens, my next one is Jeff Green, uh, free agent. He he was part of the rotation this whole year. I think he, I think as much as I love Jeff Green, I think next year if he returns, I don't think he can be part of the Nuggets rotation if they want to keep it up because he's just on a steady decline. Uh, but he was he was good this season. I loved I loved Uncle Jeff. Um, obviously, still crazy high flyer for his age. Uh, he was he became really good at that corner three-point shot off the catch-and-shoot um, But my prediction for him. I think he's gonna retire on top I think in the next couple weeks or so he's gonna announce his retirement and I think he's just gonna go out on top You know, he got his ring. He always wanted and um, Yeah, that's my prediction. So uh, that might hurt the Nuggets a little bit, but it'll uh, Create room for the growth of guys like Christian Brown and Peyton Watson possibly Julian Strother Yeah, so he said like a couple weeks ago that he still wants to possibly run him back and hell even get like two more rings uh, with Denver and finish his career here. But I think he should retire, but I don't think he will. He'll, I think he'll return because not many other teams are probably willing to give him uh, much money. Uh, but I think that he's very good for Denver because while he might not give you, you know, 16 uh, every other night, he will give you like those uh, tough buckets you know he'll take a he'll take a charge every now and then, which ultimately comes up really good. And like you said, he uh, started to really hit those threes from the corner. So he's just one of those guys that um, might be a, like quiet, but ends up helping the team a lot. Yeah, and he's just a good veteran presence in the locker room um, yeah. for all the young guys and even not the young guys in there. He's just, I mean, he just fits the Denver. Uh, the Denver chemistry and the Denver mentality and everything. So I think if he doesn't retire, I agree. There's literally, I don't think there's going to be another team that offers him anything more than the minimum. And if he's not getting more money than the Nuggets offer him, I think for sure he would stay with the Nuggets. So I think he'll either retire or stay with the Nuggets uh, on another one-year deal, but probably be out of the rotation. I would hope he is because I want to see the development of some of those younger guys rather than Jeff Green. Yeah. Next guy on my list, uh, we were talking about. You were talking about earlier, Jackson Hayes. Uh, um, they didn't extend the qualifying offer to him, the Pelicans. So he is an unrestricted free agent. I don't think he's gonna come back. Um, I'm actually pretty high on Jackson Hayes. A lot of people they think he's like not that good a defender and like uh, just like a strange player. But I've actually been all uh, pretty high on him throughout his whole career. He's a high flyer. He's an athletic guy. He's and I mean he's still pretty young. He's still pretty young. Um, I think he's. this is going to be a great signing for the Mavericks. I think the Mavericks are going to bring him in on a three-year deal. They're going to secure a long-term guy. 
They're going to get their big man depth, and they're going to get a good rim protector, and they're going to get a pretty much a better JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee was there last season, and they're going to get a better JaVale McGee, a lob threat, a rim protector, a rim running guy um, who can space the floor as well, uh, developing his shot. I think that would be a great signing for the Mavericks, and I think the Mavericks should give him good amount of money so that they can secure a good center because that was the literally only reason they were horrible this season because of their front court and i think jackson hayes could flip that around yeah so i think jackson hayes uh is actually going to end up with uh charlotte because i don't think charlotte's going to bring back pj washington so like you said he's a lob threat i think he could fit in really well with lamello there and um what's the other point guard um uh terry yeah, I think that, uh, he fits in really well with him. Yeah, so I, I would see him going. I agree. I could see him there, but I feel like uh, there's going to be other teams that are better that are going to want to give him. Uh, unless he gets a huge deal, then I can see that for sure. Speaking of the Mavericks and terrible defenders, my next guy on my list is Dwight Powell. Uh, I don't see a world where Dallas brings him back. If they do bring him back, they'd be extremely stupid because Dwight Powell, Dwight Powell is horrible. Literally, he's horrible at basketball. Um, I think he's going to sign with the Rockets. He was on the Rockets list of targets they want. Um, he could play uh, back up five minutes behind Shangun there. So I think he'll sign a two-year deal there, and he could play some decent minutes and maybe be better there than he was past couple years in Dallas. Yeah, I, I agree a lot. Um, I think that his type of play style could possibly fit him, uh, fit with uh, Houston, with uh, Ima Duka down there. And... Um, He's like a, I forgot his age, but I think for his age, he's pretty good, uh, uh, just experience-wise. Mm-hmm. Okay. One guy I want to talk about is Dario Sadic, who I think he can still provide decent minutes at this point of his career. He was on the OKC Thunder this last year, but I don't think he'll return there. Um, I think he's going to sign for a contender. I saw that the Warriors are interested in him. Um, Phoenix might want to bring him back for a reunion. Uh Ever since he tore his ACL, he kind of fell off a little bit, but he's, he's still a good big man who can give you decent minutes. I'd like the Warriors to try to go after him, but I think he's going to return to the 76ers. He's going to sign a one-year deal there. I think he could provide some decent minutes, um, possibly replacing uh, Paul Reed, who might leave in free agency, so I think he'll sign there. Um, Yeah, I think that Dario is going to end up uh, probably... Man... I think the Warriors is because like they need a guy behind uh, Kevon Looney. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a pretty good leader, maybe not leadership, but like veteranship, uh, a guy that you need. But yeah, I I like him going to the Warriors. Yeah, I think for sure he would fit there, especially if they don't get a guy like a Mason Plumlee, like a Trey Lyles, or something like that. I think they're gonna be in the market mm-hmm. for a lot of those, like because uh, obviously they don't play traditional big man ball. So I think they're gonna be in the c- contention for a lot of those small ball fives or. Uh, forwards um okay so that's all for those undrafted free agents before we wrap up i want to get into this there's some other restricted free agents where uh, the teams around are gonna have to make some decisions so um first guy on my list is trey jones on the spurs um i think the spurs are gonna want to get rid of him because i think they want a new starting point guard uh alongside uh, uh wemby in san antonio now but i think he won't get any big offers from any other teams i don't think uh, those too many teams are intrigued by his play style and everything he's just like there's just there's just players who play like him who are better that they can go get so i think the spurs are going to retain him just because they're going to be able to get him for cheap uh, i don't know if he'll start at point guard this season uh because of some other guy they might bring in but yeah i think the spurs are going to bring him back 
Yeah, I think they'll he'll, uh, they'll bring him back and not play as much. Like I said, I saw it um, earlier in the episode. I said that maybe like they could bring in a guy, maybe like Fred Van Fleet, but yeah. even though he is asking for a high price. But yeah, I think they're gonna bring him back and not just not give him as many minutes. Yep, I agree. Another guy is Matisse Thibel, who got traded to the Trailblazers uh, during the deadline. Obviously, really good perimeter defender, but not the best scorer. Um, I think the Nuggets are going to go after him. I think uh, he could be that Bruce Brown replacement. Not as good, obviously, as a scorer, but pretty good, pretty similar as a defender. I think they're going to throw their mid-level exception at him, although that might not be the smartest move. I think they're going to throw it at him, but I think Portland's going to match because I think... I think both sides they have mutual interest in uh, coming back so I think Portland's gonna match the offer from all teams including the Nuggets so yeah I think he'll come back to Portland yeah I think that the Nuggets have a good chance of uh, uh, getting him but I think ultimately he will go back to the Blazers uh, came in mid-season and I think that he's finally gonna be really be able to like fulfill Mm -hmm. his role there yeah, yeah, I agree. He didn't really have too much time. He wasn't that good this like at the end of the season, but I think he can definitely give some good minutes. So I have two guys now that uh, I think uh, they're both on the Chicago Bulls. I think the they're gonna have to make decisions between both of them. It's Kobe White and uh, Io DeSondre. Um I don't think they're gonna bring both back because they both play similar roles. They're gonna have to bring one back because if they don't bring either back, they're gonna have no guards on their roster. It's interesting. I, I I I had a tough time deciding which one they're gonna bring back because I saw a report today saying Kobe White likely to stay with the Bulls for about ten mil per three year deal, three year thirty million dollar deal. But I've seen a lot of talk that Ayo Dasun was just a better better point guard. So I'm gonna predict that the Bulls are gonna match all the offers for Ayo uh, uh, Mu and they're gonna retain him. And I think they're going to let Kobe White walk. Um, I can see a team like the Celtics giving Kobe White a decent three-year deal. And after losing Marcus Smart, I think that would be a huge get for them to play alongside Derek White and uh, Malcolm Brogdon in that backcourt. And that would definitely put the Celtics on a different tier if they can get a guy like Kobe White. But uh, I think the Bulls are going to pick Io over Kobe White. Yeah, Kobe White's uh, always been like kind of an, uh, a weird uh, place for me just because like he had... Uh, like when the Bulls had that first, uh, had that first half of the season, I think uh, twenty, uh, the year right after the bubble, they were great, like with Derek Jones and uh, Vukovic, but then they just started getting injured. But I think the Bulls are most likely uh, to keep uh, Kobe White. Uh, I think that he just plays better with them, in my opinion. But that's what I've seen from uh, the little Bulls that I've seen. Yeah, because Kobe White, he he he. He had, like, a good rookie season and, like, sophomore season, but he kind of, like, fell off a little bit. And I don't think he's been as good as the Bulls would have hoped him to be with how high of a draft pick he was. And Ayo Desanmu, I think he's just younger and cheaper. So that's the, that's the main reason why I think the Bulls would bring him back. But last guy on my list for this episode is Jock Landale, um, restricted free agent from the Suns. I did say earlier that they're going to sign guys like Thomas Bryant and uh, they're going to be interested in other uh of those uh veteran minimum big man but they love their big man obviously they they had both jock landale and bismack biombo rotating as backup center and a guy like jock landale after taking minutes from deandre in i think they're gonna definitely resign him they can actually give him a decent amount of money uh and they can match offers up to a pretty high amount way higher than the minimum which is what i expected him to get around there but 
I think they're going to match all the offers, and I think they're going to bring him back, and he's probably going to be their backup five once again. Yeah, I agree. He's fairly young. Um, uh, he's probably going to get even more minutes this year just because the Suns, even though they're, they're keeping DeAndre in, I think that uh, Jock Landale, like brought some energy to them. Uh, because, like, obviously DeAndre, and we know that he just played really bad in the series against the Nuggets. Just wasn't giving much effort. Um, and we know, like, that meme bit now, basically, where he's just, like, sitting under the basket and just yeah. watching his uh, teammates fight for the ball. But, uh, yeah, I like I like Jock Lando. Um, I think he can be – I think he's going to play a lot better this season. Yeah, I mean, dude, DeAndre, and if you're getting your minutes taken by Jock Landale, then you have to re-sign the guy because he's basically your starting center. That was so sad, man. Yeah. Jock Landale taking your minutes as a first overall pick who just signed. A, they literally matched the Pacers. Do you remember when the Pacers yeah. gave DeAndre in that huge contract? The Suns matched it. Oh, and then they got Jock Landale replaced, uh, taking his minutes. That's ridiculous, man, so... That's all I have. If you have anyone else that I'm missing out on, let me know. But um, that, if not, that'll do it for our free agency special, longer episode. We hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I'll have timestamps for those of you watching on YouTube. But um, we're excited for free agency. It starts a couple hours from now, and I'm going to be following all the moves. Free agency is one of my favorite times of the year, man. It's ah, so fun, bro. I, I love keeping track of all the moves, all the rumors, everything. So I'm super excited for that. I bet you are too. So, um, yeah, if you have anything to say before we head out. No, thanks for watching. Yeah. All right, nothing from us. So thank you guys for watching. Stay tuned for some more episodes. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and subscribe to the YouTube. Turn on notifications so you know when the recent episode is coming out. Thank you all for watching, and we'll see you all in the next episode.